We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Warriors are back. You excited? I'm as excited as Steve Kerr is. I've never seen that dude smile so much since 2014. Oh, we're all feeling good. We're all feeling great. Steve, Bob, Steph, you've got shades on at 4.50 p.m. I mean, oh my goodness, we are locked in. (laughs) The vibes are immaculate with the Warriors. That is my take right now. It's hard not to notice how comfortable Steve Kerr and Bob Myers were today. That's like the big overarching take I have. They um, they felt like made men. They they got back to the mountaintop. They won a title. They basically know they're in no trouble. At like nothing, nothing matters. Nothing. They, no, they can, they nothing can have matters. a terrible season and it doesn't matter. It really. I mean. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we're, we not, hope we're not. not. Rooting, we're not rooting. We for hope it. not. But that's true. The last time I think the Warriors were this comfortable was after they just went sixteen and one uh, against the entire NBA and, and and were pretty much the best basketball team of all time. And I, I want to say, Sam, since then it's been kind of a shit show. I mean, they won a championship since then, uh, but it's been a it, nineteen was insane. I mean, the KD drama. Then you have. Clay tearing his knee up and all this shit happens. And now we sit here and I, it does feel like they have not been this happy and comfortable since, uh, since the early days of the dynasty. Um, this is as good as the Warriors feel. And also I think this is as good as they have been just physically health wise. And we'll get into it, but everything about the golden state warriors, I, I tweeted this. I think they are the, Basketball, football, baseball, it's probably not a better franchise to be on right now than the Golden State Warriors in all than in all three sports combined. I agree, I agree with you because like from a various perspective, the last team that was as made as this group has to be like the 80s, 90s, 49ers, Niners, where probably. they won for so long. And even when they got knocked off and had a few years of not winning at all, they still got back that the fan base at a certain point is like, bro, we can quibble over little stuff, but like big picture, we're very comfortable with this team being the preeminent gold standard, yep. you know? And that's kind of what it feels like. You know, it's one thing to win some titles. Uh, 
it's another to lose half your roster and do it again. You know, they're like the epitome of made men. Like they don't need to do anything. Um, And that's just kind of the confidence I saw with them today. And it was just, uh, you know, it's getting me excited for the season because I because I know baseball and football aren't. So <laughs> I don't know where the drama is with the Warriors. It will we'll get to drama at some point. I think there is some, but overall, big picture, there is no drama with this team. And I think that's as good as I mean, you and I have 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 come into every season with like big question marks, pretty much. And we sit here and we're gonna we're gonna talk about all the fun shit. But end of the day, man, these guys are as as good as it gets right now. So anyway. I- I really think there's only two questions and they're basically what they talked about today at media day. And that's contract extensions Mm -hmm. and kind of the rotation after the main guys. So let's talk about those two um, one at a time. So uh, I'm going to start with this on the contract front. Bob Meyer said uh, he's already met with Wiggins and Draymond's reps and talks were great. There isn't much urgency on the warrior side to get anything done. Um, but they are having positive talks. Jordan Poole, he's planning to meet with his reps after the Japan trip. Uh, as you know, they're leaving for Japan after this weekend. Ooh. They play games next weekend, and then they're back. Um, so I, he's not planning to meet with Jordan Poole's people until, let's say, the first week of October-ish, maybe October, I don't know, 5th, 6th, something like that, when they get back from Japan, right? Mm-hmm. Um I thought it was interesting that Bob Myers said how well the talks were going. It kind of echoes what he said to TK earlier. He seems pretty confident that he's going to be able to get something he wants done with these guys. I There's no way I think you come out here. And I think part of why they look so happy is I think they know that they can get stuff done with Wiggins and Draymond before the season starts. I think that's... It's it's different if you're Bob Myers and you're going into the season and you got three guys that can be free agents or restricted free agents by by the time the season ends, right? And so I think part of their their part of Bob looking so happy is I think they they understand something's probably going to happen with those two guys. And as expected, the Jordan Poole stuff, I don't I don't know what that means. Meeting with Jordan Poole after Japan, you couldn't meet with him before. I don't know what that means, whatever. But I that one always felt like they weren't going to get done anyway. So all of this does line up to what I always believed is that Wiggins and Draymond are going to sign before the season starts and Jordan Poole is going to wait till after. Yeah, so uh, it's worth noting players can only sign an extension uh, up until the day before the season starts with mm-hmm. one year left on their contract. So mm-hmm. Wiggins and Poole's cases, they have until October 17th to sign that extension. If they don't sign it, um, they enter free agency. In Wiggins' case, unrestricted. In Poole's case, restricted. Right. And Draymond, it, same deal. Um, uh, I think it's worth noting, you know, the, the confidence Bob had there made me, um, I don't know. I, I just, I didn't expect to see him be that right. confident with right. it. But I don't think it's a bad thing. Not at all. <laughs> it's definitely not a bad thing. Yeah. I mean, it could have been a lot worse. I mean, I think if you were to concern troll, I mean, the yeah. only thing is, if you were to concern troll here, it, it, the only thing is, uh, why haven't they why haven't they met with Jordan Post people? That's weird. It's like, why do you got why you have to wait till after Japan? I mean, it's been a whole offseason. Everybody's training in the SF facilities or wherever they are in the Bay Area, right? So it's like you, you couldn't talk to his a- agent, you know, beforehand. Maybe you probably have an understanding already about what Jordan Poole wants. So that one just feels like it's not gonna happen, right? There's just it maybe 10, 5%, 1% chance. Doesn't feel likely. Yeah. 
Yeah, something like that. I mean, it's I, I just think he's going to have the most interesting market. It seems like also it's worth noting, you know, for as much as we like to joke about clutch, Bob Myers seems to have a pretty good working relationship with Rich Paul. And we know Draymond likes to talk a lot, but like they've negotiated contracts now. Like three before, times. Yeah, you know, so <laughs> it's like there's, there's a better chance that they're going to reach some sort of agreement that both sides are comfortable with. Yeah. Um, Wiggins has gone through this rodeo once before. Poole's really the one who hasn't gone through it. He hasn't made a ton of money relative to NBA standards. Who, And he's kind of the guy who's in the weirdest spot, not really starting right now. Other teams might want to throw him starter money if he gets to free agency. So um, I don't think he said anything that was new today, other than it's hard not to notice that the optimism is kind of atypical. Usually he's a little more, I'm not saying he's pessimistic. It's just usually he's a little more like, we'll see, we'll see, you know? Yeah, he's a little more, it's like, he's like you, you know, he's not going to get too high. He's not going to get too crazy consistently. But when he does, you're sitting there, you're all of a sudden, you're like, damn, Sam's in a good mood today. Well, well, Bob's in a good mood today. You know, something must be going right. So um, that's contract stuff. Um, I think all in all a good thing for them. Because actually in the beginning of the season, when, when all the stuff came out, I think Marcus wrote a piece. Uh, about how how you know all four warriors right i mean mm-hmm. he threw clay in there about how there's question marks about how the season is going to go you know when that came out i kind of thought to myself well shit they might go into this season with all those guys unsigned or unextended you could say um we may end up only just having one guy that's not extended out of those right because clay you can't really count so um damn yeah. Um, and I feel like that's kind of all we have right now. Like the contract stuff's going to come up later. It's just, we'll see how it plays out. It it does feel, it, it does feel positive in general for the Warriors in this one. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know, there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash wire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I thought that, honestly, from like a you and me discussion standpoint, the rotation stuff is, is it's more interesting. It's more interesting until... You know, like the contract stuff at this point for me, it's like until I until I get like a report that like Poole rejected something or like Draymond wants 20 million more than they're willing to offer some, mm-hmm. something like that. It's like it's kind of run its course. I don't can really talk about yeah. it, you know, yeah. um, on the rotation front. Um, Steve Kerr talked again about his his core six, as he likes to call them, which is Steph, Clay, Draymond, Wiggins, Looney and Jordan Poole. Uh, he says Poole's going to come off the bench, but he'll basically get starters minutes. And then other than that, it's wide open. He does not know who's going to take the rest. Of, like, he's got ideas, but, like, you know, between DiVincenzo and Jermichael Green being added as, like, vets, uh, between the young guys, between, like, the camp invites, like, it's a very let's see what happens with the rest of this rotation thing. And I think that's kind of interesting. Who, who do you think is Steve Kerr's uh, favorites right now for the for the first three spots off the bench? Nine-man rotation. Who do you think his favorite three guys are? So I think it's um, – well, you're not counting Jordan Poole, right? Uh, I'm not – no, no. no. So six and then three more. So nine-man rotation. Okay, so who's, who's seven, eight, nine? Yep. Okay. Um, Dante DiVincenzo knows how to move off ball, can shoot a little bit, smart player quintessential Warriors rotation type of player. Yeah. I think he's going to be fine Has as long be. as he's not physically limited. Jamichael Green, another <laughs> yes. player he's going to yes. love. And then I think maybe Moses Moody. The thing yeah. with Moody, though, is yeah. if they're going to get minutes for Dante and Moody, yeah. Wiggins is probably going to have to play a little more for something he did in the playoffs, something he's capable of doing, but he's going to have to do a little more of that. Or they might have to play Moody or Clay at the four a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's the part that's a little more interesting to me. I, I do think those will be kind of the the initial go-tos. Yeah, those are I, – I agree. Those are his three favorite guys. I, I almost think he the, – the one guy that I think he almost has to play is uh, is probably Wiseman. Uh, it's just they need a big in that lineup. I mean, you can fake it with, with Jermichael Green, like you said. You can go Wiggins at the four. I find it interesting, but those three guys are the obvious guys that I bet when Steve's looking at his roster. And this is this is before training cap, obviously, so they're not even on the floor yet. But um, those are the three guys that I bet Steve is, is penciling in at least 12 to 18 minutes. Uh, yeah, and, like, let's be real. They took Wiseman number two overall, and they took Kuminga seven overall. Those guys are going to get a lot of opportunities. Um, and in some ways, I kind of feel like, the thing that's going to be tough for Steve is playing both of them. I think he feels yes. comfortable getting one of them in. Yes. But both of them at the same time, that's tough because in the Warriors system, he's going to want them mostly to be like low decision-making rim finisher types, right? I don't know how you play two of those guys at the same time. You kind of want just one of them. All right. I mean, if you want to play losing basketball, you play both of those guys at the same time. Neither of them know how to play winning basketball. And, and it's not their fault. It's they have not played NBA basketball. And it's also really hard to play the warrior style of basketball, especially at the level the Warriors play at. Um, I think a lot of people, I, I think Steve's job is actually pretty tough this season. It's definitely a lot harder than when they had Katie on the team where it's essentially roll the ball out and, and do whatever the fuck you on want. The, 
Yeah, I was going to say on the Wiseman front, I, it's also interesting how much Steve's talking him up right now. I right? find that interesting, but they did that last year, though, too, didn't they? Um, or l- less so because of the injury. The injury. Um, so was it yeah. the year before? Yeah, and um, the things he did note was Wiseman's playing a ton of pickup at the facility, no limitations. So, like, just surface level good because the last thing you need is physical limitations. Um, Curd says he has a lot of confidence in that knee, which is also big because um, it's one thing to get out there. It's another thing to not be thinking about your injury, right? Uh, But the other thing Steve noted, he actually said it elsewhere, was, you know, it's kind of like he thinks Wiseman understands his role more now. His role is pass it to Steph and Clay because they're the best shooters of all time. If they're open, it's not like, you know, get the ball in the post and go to work. You know what I'm saying? Um, and and, And I don't know if that was Steve just trying to speak it into existence or like he's seeing stuff, but it does... He's very. He's been very pointed about putting Wiseman in a more uh, controlled role and not asking him to do too much. Uh, turns out the Light Years podcast was right two years ago when we when we were all up in arms about the way that Wiseman was being used, and we actually didn't think it was Wiseman's fault. So I think it's good that Steve. I, I, but I, I mean, I think it's a tough job that Steve has this season. Well, not that tough, but it's tough in that his job is to incorporate and develop two guys that I think aren't ready to play winning basketball as far as the stuff that we've seen so far. And I think they can get there this year, but he has to incorporate that into a team that's trying to win too. So it's the win now stuff that we've talked with the Warriors forever. Um, It's not like they really won now and developed now last season. (laughs) They really do that. They just won now. But I think this season, I I think I don't think that's totally fair. I think Kuminga gave them a lot more than I expected last year. I, granted, not in the playoffs. You're right. Like, but he, he didn't play. You know what I mean? Like, there would be weeks where he just wouldn't play. Yeah, but there was a two month stretch he played 20 minutes a game. Also, so it was like it was a little of, it was a little of both. Like you are you're you're 100 right. He like when it became like you know like go time. Like in the playoffs, it was like all right to the to the bench kid. You know, I, um, but I I thought he just I look if Wiseman gives them. 18 minutes per game, which is essentially what Kuminga did last year and just helps them get through the regular season and they still win enough games to be a top three seed. I, do you not consider that at least somewhat contributing? That's positively? A win. No, that's a win. That's a win. That's a win. I, that's a win. I just, I find it hard to, th- and you know, guys are going to sit. Clay's going to sit. Steph's going to sit. Draymond's going to sit. Looney should sit. Um, new contract. <laughs> Lo- Looney, so the new Cal Ripton. Yeah. Cal Ripton. He's never sitting again. <laughs> we don't need him playing uh 82. Um, I, I, so I think that solves a lot of questions uh, with with the rotation minutes. I just think it's really – you can't play Kaminga and Wiseman together. You can't. I, probably, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I might lose my mind. Probably not. I mean, I, I think what you're going to see is Steve putting them both in. This is gut feeling. A lot of short bursts with Definitely just one of, one of them on the floor. Like yeah. it, You'll see like a Wiseman, Wiggins, Dante, DiVincenzo, Clay, Poole Poole. lineup. You know, something like that where it's like Wiseman's the only guy who kind of is, you know, younger and doesn't really understand the nuances. Um, Or like, uh, you know, Jamichael, Kuminga. um, Well, I could see him starting. Moody, uh, you know, Steph and 
and clay type of lineup like uh, all these combinations that has them out there with a bunch of veterans so it's just like the one young guy it's funny how i'm considering moody moody yeah yeah. yeah 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 but i mean like it, you know kind of stuff to to simplify it like i just i'm, I'm kind of with you like whether whether you're right or wrong i just can't see steve being like all right kuminga and wiseman you're playing 12 minutes in a row together i know? will yeah i mean they'll, they'll do it when they play uh spurs right when when they got to bench everyone in san antonio uh, but other than that, I'm with you. I, I just, uh, they still need to win games. They still need to win games. I know they don't want to go for the one seed. I know it doesn't matter. They weren't the one seed last year either, but you know, they still, they still need to get in that one to home court advantage range. So anyway, that it's, it feels like concern trolling a little bit, but it's exciting. It's exciting to your point that Wiseman is played in the most pickup games. <laughs> it's funny. We're counting pickup games, by the way, this is what I'm going to say about Trey Lance. It's like, Oh my God, he's, he's throwing in, in training camp. He's getting Playing practice sevens, reps. Seven. Yeah. He's yeah. getting practice reps. He's good for Trey. Uh, same with Big Jim. Uh, it, it's good to see that that he's uh, been playing the most uh, out of everyone because the dude you hasn't see, played in three years. Kerr also uh, pushed back on the Stephen A. report, which was hilarious. Um, said He said him and Bob talked. We're like, where did this come from? This didn't come from us. Um, okay. Sure. I, okay. I think it's hilarious. Um Good at lying, Steve Kerr. Good at lying. Yeah, and it just, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. Who knows? I I have theories. Um, now is the time to throw it. I, I think. I do know. not think it came from Steve Kerr because I don't think Steve Kerr is texting <laughs> Stephen A. Smith. Just just throwing it out there. So you think it's Joe Lacob? I think so. I think it's, uh, I think it's, I think it was on purpose, by the way. I think they yeah. wanted Kuminga to like, yes. you know, Kuminga and Wiseman are, we've said this before. One of them needs to like have his confidence built up. The other guy needs to like listen, be a little less confident. Like you don't know everything, buddy. Like just just try a little. So it's like it's I don't know. It's that's that's how you know that's how young guys are. They're either one extreme or the other, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, and then um, you become then you become an adult like Steph Curry, where you're even keeled in the middle of the road at all times, and you just you know kill everyone. But uh, or or you go up and you're like Draymond, and you're still on one extreme. Although Draymond's pretty pretty chill now but uh anyway are yeah. are those guys um quick question are those guys all going to japan are they playing yeah i, I don't think i saw the uh yeah but like it's well that's it's, the, that's the other thing which I, I forgot to put in the rundown here yeah um everyone is healthy including ryan rollins so oh, everyone is gonna oh, i mean i mean but he's on the roster everyone's gonna play in camp um no limitations rollins is probably farther behind because he was limited with a stress fracture all camp. Um, I th- we'll see what they do in Japan, but you know how these things go. Steph will play one quarter because to give the fans a show, and then yeah, it's yeah, going to yeah. be a lot of uh, Kuminga, Wiseman, Mac McClung. Um, you know, like Rondé Hollis Jefferson. You, you know how my these guy, things go. My guy, my guy, my guy, RSJ. Um, Ball went healthy, by the way, too. You didn't mention him. He's a guy that didn't play in summer league. I was like, I would have liked to see him. He seems like someone that I would really like enjoy watching. So sounds like he's ready to go. He should be playing in Japan. So that's yeah. Exciting. They noted. Um, they noted that Ron Adams loves Patrick Baldwin. Oh boy. Expectations are Baldwin will start with Santa Cruz. Uh, unless he wows everyone, but like the assistant coaches are in love with him. I'm not surprised. Patrick Baldwin screams like warrior player. He's huge. He's like, he's like loony size too skinny though. Um, Really good passer and can hit shots. Like he's pretty much his, his like, he's more IQ than athleticism. Basically. Well, 
you know, they don't, they, I mean, they kind of learn their lesson, right? It's like, you don't want to do all IQ. Like you don't want to Jacob Evans, who you feel like has all the feel of the basketball game and knows how yeah, to but play. He's just but he a little too small. Actually, and a little exactly. Too yeah, exactly. So Baldwin's at least big and he can shoot. So he's big and he can shoot, even though he's small, maybe his smartness. Can well, he's skinny. He's skinny. Cause he's a teen. He's skinny. Cause he's a teenager. Like he can get stronger, but I don't know, man, I watched some, I watched him. A little bit. There's some there's some serious auto porter vibes with a little more of a passer's feel. Maybe are we, are we talking passer. are we talking prime auto or are we talking like now auto? A little bit of both. Prime um, auto. Prime auto is nice. But prime like really you know what I'm talking about. Like uh a little bigger than you think, like more like six nine, six ten than six seven. Um really nice looking jump shot and like just IQ, like understands angles, understands how to make the extra pass, that sort of stuff. I think he's there. I mean, look, man, he was supposed to be a top five pick coming out of high school because he was, he and Jaden Ivy basically, um, or he, sorry, not Ivy. I was wrong. He was one of the more impressive players for team USA, like the under 18 stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he had, he had the quintessential nightmare year where he was injured and he played like, like trash in college and all that stuff. And he fell in the draft because of it. You know, yeah. I think it's a, I think he's a really interesting prospect for him, even though I don't think he'll play much this year. Uh, I, I do think he's, he just screams warriors to me. Yeah. He's my type of guy. I'm excited to watch him. We'll see. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One one other thing to talk about um, before we we get out of here, um, they're expecting a big. This was from Steve Kerr. Our our training staff repeatedly told him, Clay Thompson, and told us over the last year he'll be better this year than he was the second half of last year because of the nature of his injury. I expect him to have a big year and be more consistent. That's what I'm talking about, man. This is what I'm talking about. Best best person to be in sports right now, Steve Kerr. Life is great. He just won a championship with Clay playing at essentially 60% by the time the season ended. And, and we've talked about this all, all week, uh, all offseason, is that Clay's going to be much better uh, next year. And this is what it looks like. Now, I'm, I'm curious uh, because, you know, he did play a crap ton of minutes in the postseason. I'm curious if they do load manage him. They will, but they load manage Steph and Draymond, I think, a lot more. I'm curious what they do with Clay this season because he always feels like a kind of guy where, I'm going to be honest with you. I kind of forgot that he was injured. Like I knew he wasn't as good as he was anymore in the postseason. But by the time the regular season ended, I actually forgot that Clay was, you know, maybe he should be playing 44 minutes in in a postseason game. Like it never hit me because of how durable he's always been. So I wonder if this year they're just going to, you know, wind him up and let him go, you know, just classic Clay and just let him go 38 minutes a game. Or are they going to, 
are they going to give him the same old treatment? I mean, probably they give, give him the Spurs model, right? But um, I mean, the dude feels like he's going to be back to being the durable version of himself this season, which is which is pretty sweet. That is pretty sweet. Um, and it kind of matches what we thought. I think this, I mean, I don't want to be diffused, but this will probably be the last great clay year. Um, he's healthiest. He's still relatively young. He's 32, 33. I mean, I th- I'm, I'm putting money on clay making all-star this year. That's my take um, on Steph. Kirk calls Steph an insane athlete compares him to Steve Nash. He said, he, he said Nash basically played till he was 40. And he's talking about, you're talking about athletes who are ferociously committed to their craft. Basically saying he ain't slowing down guys. I don't care if he's 34. He's, he's, he's not slowing down. And honestly, based on what we saw in the finals, I don't see any reason to think he will. Uh, See me and Steve were just, we're the same. We are the same. You know who my favorite player outside of Steph is? Steve Nash. That's my guy. By the way, absolutely disrespected by Brooklyn, uh, by the players in Brooklyn. Just absolute shit show. Uh, no respect from guys who couldn't hold his jock, by the way. You talk about, talk about like, don't give me any of these guys that should be telling Steve, Steve Nash what to do on that team. What a joke. Outside of KD, of course. Um, but, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, Steve made it all the way till his back gave out. I mean, I, I felt like he could have played longer, but, I mean, at some point you get old uh, and it just falls apart. So hopefully that doesn't happen with Steph. But I, it, to me, it's also like, well, Steph's like 10 times better than Steve. So <laughs> he's all, he's also way better defensively and, uh, and, and probably actually better shape. But I, I get where Steve is going. I get where he's going. Yeah, and then finally, Andre Iguodala. Um, my man, dude. He uh, – we're starting camp and he still hasn't decided. This is <laughs> at this point, I think it's just hilarious to me. You know, it's like just just say you're coming back, Andre. <laughs> just, well, I mean, I mean, they're kind of leaking that he's coming back, right? At this point. And um, it certainly feels like that's the case. And uh you well, it reminds me that that one time where he was negotiating a contract with Bob and he said he was going to go to Sacramento, right? And, and and he ended up getting that contract and they ended up having having pay him for that third year, 18 million. Actually, that that last year actually cost the Warriors a first round pick to Memphis. <laughs> Funny enough um, to, to get off that. But uh, it feels like Andre's just, I think everyone knows he's coming back now. I think Andre's just doing the Andre thing where he's kind of messing around and and making the Warriors wait and kind of having his, le- it's funny that Andre has that leverage when he's not good at basketball anymore as compared to what he's previously and now but the Warriors still can't lose him because they actually need him as a mentor coach off the court so because of that he still has I mean honestly he has more value to the team way more value to the team doing that yeah I'd be I'd be he could do on the I'd court. be much less interested about him coming back if they didn't have like Kuminga and Wiseman on the roster you know but really like, is what it's for but, but those like two guys I mean, look, man, if you're if you're using a roster spot to invest into two high potential young players, totally worth it. Totally worth it. So, you know, hopefully he's back.